Hi everybody, welcome to this week's Behind the Headlines with the Star Team. There's less of us today, but it's half term and even journalists are allowed holidays. Um, so Tim, do you want to talk about butters today? They're always controversial in Sheffield, but we've had both sides this week. We have, yeah. Buses are always a big subject. Well, public transport in general, isn't it? Whether it's the buses, the trams, the trains. Um, and talking on the day that Storm Eunice is, well, um, potentially arriving in Sheffield, maybe there won't be as many of them around. But yeah, the two um, bus chiefs for First and Stagecoach have uh, written scathing letters to Dan Jarvis, our regional mayor, um, who in turn previously had had a real go at them complaining about rising prices and what he thought was poor service um so the uh, managing directors of stage of stage coaching first have written back saying hang on a minute we're not that bad don't be unfair to us they're saying that they've not increased prices for a long time they're also saying that despite falling numbers due to the pandemic and everything that the pandemic and the last couple of years has thrown at them, they are still providing a good service. Um, it's a really interesting subject. Uh, Dan Jarvis is up for, well, not up for re-election this year. He's standing down. And so it's open as to who's going to be um, the uh, city region or mayor or, the, well, the uh, the South Yorkshire mayoral authority mayor um, after May uh, and what direction public transport will go in then. Obviously, there's been the ongoing calls for buses to be uh, back in the public sector, um, end of privatisation. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's just an ongoing, ongoing topic for Sheffield. We all know how Sheffield's buses were once the pride of the country. And, uh, you know, we often hark back to the times when it was uh, 2p for a ride on a bus through the city. Sadly, times aren't quite like that anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, it just rumbles on and on and on. Um, let's hopefully see how the bus bosses and the mayor and everybody else involved can actually get together and can come up with a plan together rather than uh, sort of fighting between each other because the city and the region really needs it, especially at a time when we're trying to get people onto public transport, out of the cars, uh, get people back into the city as well to support local businesses uh, we really need a public transport system that works and at the moment it doesn't feel like we've got one we had an interesting retro piece in a couple of weeks ago about the deliberate i mean it wasn't an accident that sheffield had these fantastic buses and then my margaret thatcher's um government deliberately destroyed it it was taken mm. for being the best in the country and now it feels like it's amongst one of the worst in the country so it'll be interesting in tomorrow's star in saturday's star um our anonymous columnist vulcan is not very complimentary about what Dan Jarvis has achieved. And actually his his column is a warning that Labour shouldn't take this for granted because this mm. should be the key job. We were all very excited when it came up the first time. We'll get somebody in who really drives and sort of puts us on a national national map. And it and we haven't seen that, have we? Let's be honest. Um so we I mean Oliver Coppard is standing for Labour and Vulcan is saying don't take this for granted. Mm. People need to come out and vote and actually have their say because this is one of the rare opportunities to make a difference. Lee, what do you think about that? You oversee all the politics reporting. I don't know what your views on the mayoral campaign is. Yeah, I mean, just as to add to what you've already said, you know, Sheffield's bus system historically, uh, you know, it's, people are very fond of it. You know, people remember the, the bendy buses and, and things like that. So... Whoever gets elected, it's, uh, they need to sort out the buses as a 
as an absolute priority. Um, you know, like, you know, we, we get a lot of complaints from readers about, um, you know, buses being late, not turning up, things like that. I've experienced that myself on occasion when uh, I've been travelling into the office. Uh, so it is noticeable. It does seem like a bit of a mess and it definitely needs somebody to come in and and to sort it out, basically. Tim, there wasn't a very high turnout for the last mayoral election. Do you think, I mean, it is, it's such a key opportunity, isn't it? If people think the right person is standing, I think it's arguable whether people do think there is the right person standing mm. for any party here. How do we how do we get people to actually be interested in this and turn out? Well, let's hope that people will be more interested because it's not just thinking, oh, yeah, a certain person is going to get in um, because it, it is seen as sort of a Labour seat. But why? You know, actually, there are other people. Um, no doubt there'll be lots of other people standing, uh, whether that is for the traditional parties, you know, the, the Conservatives, the Liberal Democrats, the Greens, or it can it can be other candidates as well. But um, I saw something that somebody was saying the other day about actually the Greens have got an opportunity. I don't know whether that's the case. We'll have to wait and see. But I think if there is opportunity out there for people to vote um, because of who they want to vote for, rather than just because they think this person is going to this person's going to get in, so there's no point in voting any other way. Um, then let's hope that that people will get out there and vote. I think the mayoral um, elections are really important because they are the topics that people talk about. You know, your public transport, we know in the Star um, and in the letters page of our printed edition, every, well, nearly every day, there are letters about public transport in there. It's a thing that gets people really riled up, really talking. Never, never positive letters, are they? Never, never positive letters. We try, we try so hard to get positive letters on our letters page. But when it comes to public transport, you don't often get a letter in saying, I waited for a bus and it turned up on time. Although I must admit last weekend that I waited for a bus and it turned up on time. So there's a, there's a positive. Right um, to the Star's letters page, Tim. I, I will. I yeah. Lee, what else have you got for us? Uh, yeah, the latest uh, Michelin guide uh, was out uh, this week. Uh, oh no, this isn't a positive one either, is it? Go on, Lee. Gosh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a bit of a mixed bag, but yeah. Um, unfortunately, Sheffield missed out on a Michelin star uh, once again. Um, it's been six years since the City Cup claimed to have one of its own restaurants uh, as having a, a star. Um, and that was at the old vicarage in Ridgeway, which you could even argue is essentially in Derbyshire. So, yeah, um, Sheffield's search for a Michelin star uh, goes on. Um, you know, it's just about as prestigious as it gets in the culinary world to to get one of those stars. It's rec recognition that you know the food that's been shipped out of the kitchen is uh, is of the highest quality. Um, places which have this award, it gives them a unique selling point. Um, you know, people tend to travel. Um, you know, far and wide to go to restaurants that that have got a star because it's um, it's something unique. It's a bit of a talking point. Um, so it does. It is important in terms of bringing in money to the city. You know, for those restaurants that that do have a star. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, five restaurants in 
in and around Sheffield were included in the guide as a, as a recommended place to go. Um, that's the old vicarage at Ridgeway, Duke and Low on Ecclesall Road, Brocco Kitchen, Rafters and Jorrow. Um, they've been mainstays in the guide for the last few years. Um, so hopefully it's not going to be too long until at least one of those places manages to, uh, to get a star. I think growing up in Sheffield, there wasn't, there just wasn't the range that there is now. It was fish and chips, it was a curry, it was a Chinese takeaway. And this city now has an incredible range. There are countries that I've hardly even heard of and you can go and eat fantastic food. And I understand that Michelin stars are important and it is a shame for sort of tourism that brings them in. But I don't think Sheffielders should really be down about this because there are hundreds of incredible places to eat. And they've actually really struggled through the pandemic, let's be honest. Some of them have gone. There's some brave ones that have started. But Lee, you must have eaten. You do a lot of our food reviews and, and our stories about new places. This is a fantastic food scene. I think we should basically stick two things up in Michelin because Sheffield's brilliant for food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the food and drink scene is absolutely thriving in Sheffield. Um, in particular, um you know, it's all the more amazing, like you say, because we're coming out of a, a pandemic uh, where a lot of places have been shut. But, you know, we're reporting on stories every week about a new place opening somewhere. So, um, yeah, you do have to ask how important the the star is to, um, the Michelin star is to, to people who like to go and eat out at a restaurant. Uh, you know, all these places who are, which I mentioned uh, are included in the guide just because they haven't got a star. I don't think it's going to have an effect on how many people they get through the doors. Um, you know, uh, these restaurants are of high quality and, and very popular with, with people for a reason um, because, you know, the food there is very good uh, regardless of whether or not they've got a, a Michelin star award uh in, in the window or not. Absolutely. So as soon as this storm's passed and it's safe to go out, um, our advice would be let's get out and support our local restaurants. Um, yeah, absolutely. Have a great weekend. I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully the storm passes without too much trouble in Sheffield and we will speak to you next week. Thanks. Bye.